0: TV, satellite, and our mobile app. We make it easy. Like real easy. In fact, if you're not listening, it's you. It's always you. Slacker. We are the Sports Grid Radio Network.
2: We're going to cause trouble. Scott Farrell is calling the shots from the sideline. We're going to make fun of people. We're going to hurt people's feelings. It's Farrell on the bench. I believe in whipped cream with everything. All right, we're on a bench on a pain-free Friday from New York City. Nebraska now leading Illinois, 61-56 with 3.50 left. They got them by the Onions in Lincoln right now. Illinois in big trouble, of course. They're ranked sixth in the country right now. Now, as far as other games, like a lot of the Friday night, you just don't like the action. But I had a lot of games I bet on. Arkansas State, 73-62 over Little Rock. North Texas beat Southern Miss easily 65-49. Western Kentucky by six over Rice. Rice was getting 11 and a half. I had the double cover there. Western Kentucky to win. Rice to cover the spread. Buffalo humiliated Western Michigan 86-54. Louisiana Tech came back to beat UAB by 12. Riverside was getting one from Irvine. They beat them 86-65. Mafia and I have hung out at that Irvine campus before. It was funny when we were there. Mafia goes, uh, we're driving around in the car. And he goes, man, these are some really expensive houses around here. And then I said, there's some really good weed around here. The,
0: the ant eaters, right? <laughs> yeah, the ant eaters.
2: They eat ants. Scary mess. ants are eating. They're eating something. I'll tell you that much. Uh, Bakersfield, and Bakersfield, seventy-six, seventy-one over UC San Diego. Akron beat Miami of Ohio 83 76. Texas San Antonio by four over FAU. Texas San Antonio. I had that game. Oh, I hit that. Oh, look. I had four and a half with FAU with the hook cover. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wright State a winner 92 81 over Milwaukee. UCF 53 49 over Tulane. I had Tulane at five and a half with the
0: cover.
2: Green Bay in overtime over Northern Kentucky. I got burned on this one. 86-82. Green Bay wins it. Youngstown State I had rolling. Minus five. They win by 14 over Purdue-Fort Wayne. I always throw in a couple small schools in there, Mafia. Now, just for uh, your edification tomorrow, and all these uh, picks are up on PharrellOnTheBench.com. They will be uh, for Saturday's games. But just so you know, there's some huge games tomorrow. Indiana and Ohio State at noon on ESPN. Ohio State laying six and a half. Florida State at noon taking on Wake and Tella. (laughs) Florida State laying 13. Kentucky hosting Auburn at Rupp at 1 o'clock on CBS. Kentucky's favored by one and a half, even though they're 5 and 13. And then... Oregon-Arizona, good pack 12 game. Arizona laying two at 2 o'clock on the deuce. Georgia and Bama, 3.30. Bama laying 13 and a hook. Duke and NC State in Raleigh. How about this one? Duke's favored by three. Meanwhile, all they do is lose. Villanova and Creighton at Creighton on Fox at 5. Villanova's 13 and 2. Creighton's 15 and 5. Villanova laying two and a hook. That's going to be a really good game at Creighton. We welcome all of our radio affiliates, Sirius XM, Channel 204, our new partners. And then, of course, Mightier 1090 in San Diego, L.A., all of Southern California. Near to Yawana, do Sports SportsMap Radio Network, Sports Byline, USA, and Armed Forces Radio. Hoorah, soldier, hoorah. Good to have you with us on a bench on a pain-free Friday. I'm Pharrell with Mafia. if you got the stones to call in. North Carolina and Virginia at Charlottesville. Virginia land six and a half. Northern Iowa hosting Valpo. Uh, Did you see, uh, Mavi, I know we talked about it on Coast to Coast, that Valparaiso, um, they changed their nickname. They haven't. They haven't announced what the new nickname is going to be, the new president or something like that. It's going to figure it out. But they've gotten rid of the nickname, the Crusaders, and they no longer will use it. My entire life, they were the Valparaiso Crusaders. Now, here's the funny story. So when I was a little kid or whatever, I lived in uh, Valparaiso. And I went to – my dad uh, worked at U.S. Steel, so he – Uh, Worked at Gary Works, where Michael Jackson and the Jackson Five were from Gary, Indiana. That's where the biggest steel mill in the the United States is. And uh, that's where it was forever, Gary Works, the U.S. steel plant there outside of Chicago. So I grew up there as a kid. That's how I had connections to Notre Dame football, which is 45 minutes away in South Bend and Northwest Indiana. And so the funny thing about uh, the Valpo Crusaders was, like, later in life, my dad would um, get, I don't know, transferred back there or something. He was living in Pittsburgh. I lived in Pittsburgh my, most of my life. And then he ended up back there. some so I don't even remember. I was so high. I don't even remember. But he, he ended up living back in, in Valparaiso later in life or something. And I went to, uh, like, I, I played tennis for a couple of years in college. And then I went back to Valpo to stay with him for a while. And. Uh, I ended up, my buddy owned this really cool pizza place um, in Valpo and I knew the guy and I was friends with him so I would like deliver pizzas for him and you know get through college or whatever. And I would go to this campus uh, in, at Valparaiso the Crusaders and I would uh, deliver pizzas to chicks and I would sleep with all of them, it was awesome.
3: Is America's primary system working?
0: With my busy life, I use shipped same day delivery to keep up. When I need a jar of extra creamy peanut
2: butter delivered, I know my personal shopper Amber will come through. And if it's not on the shelf, she asks
3: them to check the back. Shipped, delight in every delivery. Learn more at shipped.com.
1: Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader, like that car riding right your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on AutoTrader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time?
0: 24 hours in every day. 1,440 minutes. 86,400 seconds. And we still have trouble squeezing all this glorious sports talk in. Have you thought about maybe sleeping less? This is the Sports Grid Radio Network.
2: So anyway, I would uh, deliver these uh, pizzas down to uh, the campus at uh, Valpo. And I would, um, you know, there'd be sorority parties, fraternity parties, off-campus apartments. I mean, they got like, I don't know, several thousand kids that go there. It's not a big school, but they got a few thousand. So, like, the, it's, you know, it's not a big school but they got, you know, off-campus apartments. They got fraternities, sororities. They got all that going. They got dorms. So I was always delivering to these, uh, you know, places and parties. Just every apartment I went to, there was a party. Every fraternity I went to, they had a 10 keger going. And, I mean, I literally, it was like, I mean, it was just free. Everything was free. Beer, weed, chicks. Thank you, sir, man. Have a That was footage of me at a hazing event at one of the Kappa Alpha parties. I actually uh, ended up, like, it was bad. I was trolling chicks left and right. I had it it all going. I would go down there. I would go down and deliver a pizza, and I would never show back up at the pizza place. The guy would be like, where were you? I was like, I passed out. I was with this chick. It was awful. Game recognized game. I was so crazy and, you know, when I was in college or whatever, I was just so crazy. I don't even remember if it was uh, because I can't even remember how it happened that I ended up there because I uh, it's been so long, like 40, 50. I I can't even keep track of it. But I know that um, I went back and forth as a kid from I moved to Pittsburgh when I was little. And then uh, at some point or another, I was back there, like before I went to college or something. I think I was in high school or something at the time. I don't even remember, but I was delivering pizzas and I was just scoring college girls. Show up with the pizza. They love you when you show up with food. They love you when you're at the door with pizza. Like, Have you ever seen the commercial where the guy at Domino's, she's like, it's you. And he goes, it's me. That's the guy because you're the guy with the pizza. And you just score chicks left and right. And guys know that deliver pizzas, they all know I'm telling the truth. Like, they've scored whatever. They score blow, weed, you know, everything. Vacations, cars. Yeah, I mean, honestly, some of them are thieves. They're stealing stuff. I mean, it's a, there's so much action when you deliver for a living. Like, at the time, I'm like, I would have done anything to make money, man. I remember when I lived in Sarasota and I was doing A-Ball, I was delivering hungry Howie's. I was delivering pizzas down there, too. Bartending, delivering pizzas, doing uh, A-Ball play-by-play, trolling chicks. I had it all going. Good tan, living on the water, living on the beach down in Siesta Key. I had it all. I was Siesta Key long before that stupid show Siesta Key came on. Incidentally, I... I don't know what that's on. Is that on MTV? Can you believe that I uh, worked at MTV in the nineties? Because I, I still can't believe I worked at MTV for all those years. For like five years, I did a TRL, I did the sports, Rock and Jock, I did all this stuff. And um, I, I swear to God, I've never watched MTV once ever in my life since I left there. Like I remember, I did it for like four or five years, and then they fired me. Uh, like they do everyone. The minute you start getting old, they fire you. And so uh, what happens is I- I've never watched it again, ever. I've, I didn't even know that that channel still existed. I don't even know what they do on there now. I, I have no idea, but I reality think somebody TV. told me. What? It's
0: all like reality shows. There's no more music on MTV. I don't know why it's even called MTV anymore.
2: Is, it, is, it, is that where that C.S. Yes Keys Key show is?
0: Some probably. I think that is like the Florida, Florida.
2: Oh God! They they actually still do that stupid Jersey Shore show. Oh my yeah. God! Those people are so painful. Oh yep, my keep God! They're, but they're just so stupid and painful. Like, who cares about their life? So
0: is 95% of people on reality TV, yet everyone, for some reason, watches that. I can't stand it. My wife watches some watch, of those shows like the, like the Beyond the Below Deck and stuff, I can't stand that stuff.
2: I've watched Below Deck before, but I think that if I was on, because you know, I did that, right? I, I cruised in the South Pacific.
0: Right. You went On, on a yacht. On
2: I sailed on a yacht, so I've done it, and, uh, I just, all I did was have sex and smoke weed and swim naked. I mean, I, I honestly partied like you have no idea how much rum I drank. Because I, I, at the time I was uh, young, crazy, and I drank like a fish. And I partied like a rock star. And I was on this yacht with this hot chick. And uh, there were like four couples on it. And there was, like, you know, four dudes, four chicks. There were, they, and I thought we were going to we kill each other at one point because I wasn't, I wasn't taking any crap from anybody. I didn't even know these other people. And I was like, listen, I don't like you, dude. I would not get near me at all if you know what's good for you because I will set you on fire. I will, I will hit you with a bottle and t- set you on fire with whiskey. I will throw you overboard and kill you. Get a hold of yourself. And uh, then I'm going to sleep with your girlfriend. With my girlfriend. And if I really get crazy, I'm going to kill the other two dudes who sleep with their girlfriends, too. So You say filthy things without realizing it. I like you. Thank you. I like you, too. Now I shove you overboard. Anyway, uh, you're out in the middle of the ocean. Anything's possible. I will say this, that because I lived on a yacht then I was able to uh, see that show and understand it better. And what I've understood to be true with uh, living on a yacht is um, is that there's smoking hot ass on the yacht and and there is nothing better than smoking hot ass and (laughs) just, (laughs) I mean, just smoke show hottie chicks on yachts. I don't know what it is. But they all end up on these yachts, and your your wife watches it, Mafia, because she knows that everybody on those yachts is having just massive amounts of sex. There's just not there's nowhere to go. All you can do is jump in the water, get back on a boat, or drown. So you jump in, you jump back on the on the boat, and then you go and grab your drink, and you drink more, and sit in the hot tub, and then you have sex. That's all you do. And there's nowhere to go when you're in the middle of the ocean. There's nowhere to go. So there's only one thing to do. And that's get naked. It really is the reality of it all. I will say, though, sleeping was a problem in the cabins because it's really small. No matter how big the boat is, I was on like an 80-foot yacht. It was still uh, tremendously uh, small, the the cabins. And um, the mosquitoes were the size of uh, 747s. And they would land on you when you were sleeping, and you couldn't feel them. And then uh, the only time you felt it was when they stung you and drained your body of all the blood. So, I was getting sucked on like Dracula by uh, mosquitoes, and I would wake up every day with like 50 mosquito bites, and I wanted to kill myself. <laughs> oh God. I miss sailing with
0: hot chicks with no clothes on. Oh God! ole, oh, ole, oh ole, oh oh
2: now, uh, now I won't even get on a boat. Remember, I went on the. Uh, remember, I went on that. Uh, what was it, Norwegian?
0: Yeah, you went, <laughs> I went on, on a cruise, cruise out of New York in like February.
2: I went on a February cruise and there were fifty foot swells. We were trapped at sea in a winter storm. The boat tipped over. We all died. Came back to life. It was like the Titanic. It was awful. Furniture sliding on the boat. You couldn't go out on the deck. Everything was closed. It, it poured down rain and had 50-foot swells for the entire week. It was the worst. I said I'd never get on a boat again as long as I live. I'm done with that. But I would go on one of those Greek Mediterranean yacht cruises uh, on a private yacht. I would do that. And if the, if the captain or the head chef was a smoking hottie, I'd sleep with them too.
1: One, two, three, four. Those are numbers. But you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader.
3: Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last.
0: Your search is over. You've found it. What you've been looking for. The definitive culmination of the state of the art of, of sports, sports talk. talk. This is the winning edge. You're listening to the Sports Grid Radio Network.
2: Uh, Pharrell on the bench uh, on a pain-free Friday. We bring in the great writer from the Houston Chronicle, one of our favorites on the bench all these years, uh, John McClain. He's been very busy lately. How you doing, John?
5: I'm great, Scott. How are you?
2: I'm, I'm well, buddy. It's great to have you back on the show. Uh, boy, have you been busy. I got to tell you, uh, I'm fascinated by your stories and uh, this endless the gift that keeps on giving the uh the Houston Texans drama I don't even know frankly uh where to begin but I do want to start with uh I'm going to go with this angle before we get into JJ Watt before we get into Deshaun Watson and the importance of those two players and everything that's going on with the team the front office mess is what I want to know about like I want to know the fascination with uh, Easterby, and I want to know what happened with this, uh, you know, how Casario got the gig, Roots is gone, uh, and and just all the chaos that's happened. And frankly, it seems like backstabbing in that uh, organization, in that front office, and and even going back to Bill O'Brien, it's just been nothing but, uh, frankly, it would seem to me a mess and backstabbing.
5: Start him I'll lay it out for you. Texans won four division titles in five years, two playoff games. 2019, they won AFC South 10 and 6, beat Buffalo in the wild card round, and choked a 24 point lead at Kansas City. Since that point, everything has been down the toilet. Bill O'Brien fired four games into the season. That was a very popular move by Cal McNair, the owner. And everybody wanted Jack Easter to be fired as well because O'Brien. And Easterby had worked hand-in-hand hand on all decisions, according to O'Brien. O'Brien had it in his contract as the coach and general manager. He had final say on all decisions, and he did. So bad trades like DeAndre Hopkins or uh, worked out the first year with Laramie Tunsil, but it sure didn't this year. Now they would add the third pick in the draft, and that belongs to Miami to complete the trade. And a second round pick as well to complete the trade for Laramie Tunsil and Kenny Stills. Right. So after O'Brien was fired, uh, Jack used to be, who had been promoted last year to executive vice president of football operations, took over as interim general manager. And they're, even though they lost, they lost a lot of close games. They lost to five teams that finished in first place. Their teams that beat them were 57 games over 500. They were 2 and 8 in one score games after being eight and three year before. So everything that could go bad went bad. 31st in rushing, second worst running team in franchise history in 2002, the inaugural season. Worst run defense in franchise history by far. They finished worst in the league. So the defense was terrible. They had no running game, but Deshaun Watson played great. Despite the Hopkins trade, despite losing Will Fuller for five games, Randall Cobb is slot receiver for six, no matter who they put out there, Watson made him look good. And he spread the ball all over the field. So he improved in every stat, but the record was four and twelve. So nobody knew Watson was unhappy enough to ask for Troy because when we talked to him right after the last game of the season, he said there's people here think they have too much power and they don't. And he didn't mention Jack Easterby, but we knew that's who he was talking about. And then when they hired Nick Casario Uh, that's when sources close to Watson leaked to the national media, and he was unhappy about it, to read it on social media, and he wanted out. Well, obviously, a player wanting out runs much deeper than learning about a GM of social media. They had pursued Nick Casario twice, going back to 2017 when Rick Smith uh, resigned and they tried to talk to casario patriots wouldn't let him then they did again after they fired general manager Punt game Patriots said no filed tampering charges because they thought jack Easterby, who had come from the patriots where he'd been for six years he tampered with casario and this year the third time Donnie even there tried to get him patriots couldn't do anything about it because of a new change in the rules and scott there's no personnel guy out there more deserving of the GM job than Casario, 20 years with the Patriots in Super Bowl right. rings, uh, last 13 right. years, Bill Belichick's right at man. So the hiring of Nick Casario, I thought, was really good. But people here didn't like it because he came from the Patriots, where O'Brien and Easterby came from. People were tired of them going to the, the Patriots well, even though people had to admit that uh, Casario had a chance to be a really good GM. Now, maybe he won't be, but he has a chance to be based on what people who have worked with him and covered him have said. So they hire Casario. He comes in. He has his list of coaches. He interviews five on his list. He, he interviews two more. Uh, he has seven E's interviewed. Search committee interviewed two. So there were nine candidates came down to the final two, Leslie Frazier at Buffalo, David Culley from the Ravens, Cully was a shocking hire because he'd been in the league 27 years. He worked for a lot of good teams and a lot of good coaches, but he'd never been a coordinator. But that was Nick Casario's hire, and that's something that people are going to remember him for a long time. Either it was a very shrewd move or it turned out to be a bad move. We're not going to know that for a while, Scott, because the team is so bad destined to be worse if Watson sits out or if they ultimately decide to trade him. The way it's set up now, Casario has control of everything in the personnel department, final say on everything. Easter B is the executive VP of Football Ops, as all football ops guys are, involved in everything on the football side of the operation. Those two work closely together. They're good friends from the Patriots. And uh one each be pushed hard with with owner Cal McNair to hire Casario, but considering they were pursuing Casario way before Easterby got here, uh, you can't say it was all him because they had tried once before. So now it's to a point where no matter anything that bad happens here, Jack Easterby is going to get a blame because people think he has way too much control. People write and broadcast here every day that he should be fired, but the owner. Cal McNair and McNair family—they believe in him. They think he knows what he's doing, and he's not going anywhere.
2: Well, what about uh, you know that that's the, that's the most fascinating story I think I've ever listened to about a football team. Now, what about—and I mean that—what about uh, why is Deshaun Watson so miserable uh, with these people? Because. Uh, he didn't get a sit-in on a Zoom m- meeting, or because he didn't get his guy Bienami, or because he didn't like the fact that they brought in Casaria. Why has he turned into uh, this m- uh, miserable? I mean, he's just—he's uh, absolutely unhappy and wants nothing to do with it. Now, respectfully, John, I got—I got two and a half minutes. Can you hang on after this break, or do you got to run?
5: No, I can hang on, Scott. It's no problem. All right,
2: great. All right, so, so for two minutes right now, tell me what happened to this kid because he's such a great player. Why is he so mad?
5: He's never said a word. Nobody's ever said a word on the record. All people know is what's been leaked to national media. Close. To Watson, he wanted, he he liked, he never met Eric bien enemy He met that when we talked to him at the end of the season. He also liked Robert Sala. He didn't know Robert Sala, but those are coaches he had heard good things about. And I have no idea about any other coaches. That he told Cal McNair that he liked for them to interview, and he wanted to be kept up with the process. Well, the final by the time Casario got here and started his interviews, lots of wasn't getting back with him. He's not returned Casario's messages or calls or David Cully's, and maybe he never will. But nobody knows for sure, and until he tells us what it is, we're not going to know. It's all just speculation. He doesn't like Jack used to be having so much power. He doesn't like that. He had to find out about Casario on social media, probably like J.J. Watt. He knows the team's going to be terrible, and he'd like to play for a Super Bowl contender. And the thing about Casario, he's got six Super Bowl rings, so he knows what it takes, but he hadn't been able to communicate that to Watson so far.
2: Wow, that's crazy. Uh, Now, we'll talk about J.J. when we come back and a little bit more about Watson. But the funny thing is now, since he's done that, and and you know took this stand, if you will. You know, I mean, basically that's what he's done. He's like, I'm not, I'm not going. You know, people are like saying he's not going back there. He's not going to play for the Texans. Meanwhile, the Texans are saying we're not trading him, come hell or high water, we're not trading him. And uh, what is strange to me is that it seems to have sprouted behavior from other quarterbacks like Russell Wilson, now all of a sudden he's miserable and saying, I'm not happy with my protection. I, I spoke with Greg Bell of the Tacoma News Trib, and he covers Seahawks. I know you know him. Uh, he's a guy writing about this. Now this Russell Wilson guy's miserable. I think it's crazy that uh, the you know uh, this guy, and I understand they're feeling the... Uh, Texans. And we're going to come back, and, and I want to get your side of this. I just want to say, because i got about 15 seconds, I, I just can't believe how great of a player he is, how miserable he is. And, I you know, I think it all started if, you know, you told the whole story of O'Brien up up until this point. I just don't get it why he – I really don't get it because he's a superstar. We'll come back and get John's opinion of what's going to happen on the bench.
3: Goodyear Auto Service takes pride in caring for your car. Get in the groove with Goodyear's technician tips. Number 13, inspect your tread. Like a podcast, you're an investigative journalist finding the cracks in the case. And number 64, pump your brakes before you crank that debate. Coming in for routine brake checks are essential for your safety. Goodyear Auto Service, here for the bumps in the road. Get more tips at GoodyearAutoService.com.
7: The right agent can lead the way. Each office independently owned and operated.
0: As long as you can remember, there's only ever been one thing in your life that's been there for you. It's meant memories, family, friends, and yeah, we'll say it, for. Welcome to your home for talking sports. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network.
2: All right, we're talking to the legendary writer, uh, an award-winning writer uh, from the Houston Chronicle, John McClain. Uh, We get him on as often as we can on the bench. He's the best, Uh, and he covers everything in Houston, and he he writes about the uh, Texans all the time. So your uh, opinion of what I was saying that I can't believe, like, he started this, like, you know— and it wasn't – I never heard him say I'm miserable and I went out. I just heard agents and stories and media. And then you started writing about him, I know. And uh, you started writing about the mess in that front office. But it sounds like, to me, like I I respect what Casario did in Boston in those six rings and the fact that he's there. And obviously the owner likes the setup that they have now. But the player's miserable. How much can he uh, do damage? Do you think he's going to not show up at OTAs, not show up at training camp, hold out the whole year like uh, Le'Veon Bell did? When I suggested that, John, everybody said I was crazy because of the NFL fines now uh, that are automatic for even him for missing OTAs, training camp, and games. Week to week to week, you're talking about uh, rollover millions of dollars, he'd be fined.
5: And he wouldn't get paid during regular season. His contract would toll for next year. This is the last year of his original contract, 10.3 million. Next year he would get 35 million. So I'm sure he would come in with four games left to get credit for the season. I don't see him doing like Deshaun. I mean, like James Harden did when he came in late, showed up out of shape, didn't play hard, ripped the team and then got traded. To Brooklyn, that's not Watson's style. What I think should happen, Scott, is at some point, Watson and his agent David Mulligetta should come to Houston. He Mulligetta should come to Houston. They should meet with Nick Casario, and Coach David Culley, and maybe offensive coordinator Tim Kelly, who Watson loves and has told us that many times, and sit across from a table six feet apart, of course, and have them talk about okay, exactly what what why do you want to be gone so bad and let hear it from him and then have casario and cully lay out their plan for turning this franchise around and let watson know everything they have planned and i believe that let the two sides go back to their corners and if watson is still insisting on being out i wouldn't want him to have to stay out and be fine millions and millions of dollars and have to come back and play and be miserable uh where everybody would know he was miserable and it would be a constant controversy and among the fans the media you know the ticket buyers i wouldn't want a player under that situation but they would like to talk to him and have been unable to do that so far. They do not want to trade him. They love Deshaun Watson. Everybody loves Deshaun Watson. Houston had not had a quarterback like Watson since Warren Moon was traded by the Oilers to Minnesota after the 1993 season. So they right. don't want to give him away. But if they don't trade him by this draft, they will not get as much, say if they waited until next year. You don't even know who's gonna have a hot pick. You don't know what the quarterback class is gonna look like. And if I've always said, Scott, that if they do decide to trade him, you start negotiations with the Jets, because that's the only way you can be guaranteed of getting the second best quarterback prospect. And he has a no trade clause, so he could block it. So it's like you call Urban Meyer and you said, Urban, would you like to have Deshaun Watson for that first pick? We'll take Trevor Lawrence and you can have a proven quarterback under a contract to 2025 and you got plenty of cap money and you might not coach long anyway, because you've retired twice because of health reasons. But, uh, <laughs> I think that, uh, it's going to, it's going to drag out for a long time. Scott, And if he's not traded, then I think we'll see him set out the off season, preseason training camp. I think that it cost him 3.6 million. And then of course, right. 50,000 a day when the regular season starts.
2: So what about, uh, John McLean with us, uh, from the Houston Chronicles. so I knew you had. Uh, I knew you had uh, wrote about the Jets that they would be, uh, you know, a, a call that they should make based on that number two, and and possibly uh, doing that. And then what you just said about the the Jaguars makes tons of sense as well. But what I want to know is why. Why won't this guy get on the phone with them? Where is he? In hiding? Is he? I mean, where? Where? Where is he? Is he? No, he's not in hiding.
5: He makes a lot of appearances. He does charity stuff, but he just won't return their calls. And I'm sure well, why that when he told his agent that t- David Mulligetta, that he wants out, they have an exit strategy. And usually these problems, as you know, are involving money. This is not have to do anything with money. And agents will tell quarterbacks. Or any player, don't talk to your teammates. Don't talk to the media. A lot of guys holding out, leave the city. They don't want to be there while all this is going on and be talking about it constantly. So uh, I don't know how anything has a chance of getting resolved unless they have one-on-one communication. And so far, they have not done that.
2: Now, tell me, John, uh, what happened with J.J. Watt and uh, I mean, this guy. By the end of the day, every team in the league wanted him.
5: Well, we've we've been saying Watt was gone since before the season ended. It was either going to be a trade or a release. They could have traded him and got a, maybe a fourth round pick, but he, then he wouldn't have been able to pick his spot. He handled it pure class, like everything Watt does. He went to the McNair's house. He met with him. He laid it out exactly why he would like to be released. He would like to be able to pick a team because he wants to play for a Super Bowl contender. He doesn't have many years left. He turns 32 in March, and he played every game this season, and he played one of two linemen to play over a thousand, at least 1,000 snaps. So, And he played really well. Second in the league in uh, tackles for loss against the run, he had a career-low five sacks, but that's because he had nobody. To help him on the pass rush, and he always got double teamed. But uh, Watt's right. going to have a lot of options. The Texans did right by Watt, and he is so happy. You know, he feels like he's gotten out of jail, and now he's going to the Hawaii. And so, uh, teams are going to college for the Scott. And the first one there bops everybody's minds. Pittsburgh is really tight with his brother but the right. Steelers don't need the position. They got a serious cap problem, and they got a good defense. The, and people say, well, what about the Packers? He's from Wisconsin. Yes, he is. But the one that I favor is Tennessee, Mike Vrabel. Right. He and Mike Vrabel had a great relationship when Mike was here. The Titans need defense. They need pass rusher. They had only 19 sacks, even though they were 11-5 and five, and the AFC South champion. They need J.J. Watt worse than any team. And I don't see him going where he get the most money, Scott. He's made over $100 million. I don't think that's as important as it is trying to go to a team that has is a playoff team and has a chance to go to the Super Bowl. And I'll tell you what, if the Bucks lose Shaq Barrett, who said this week he wants to break a bank, Watt could slide in there and hang out with Tom Brady. They could oh, go out on God. Brady's boat together <laughs> and drink avocado and- tequila together <laughs> and uh who's to say Brady couldn't win another championship
2: <laughs> listen to him listen to John McClain he knows everything what about um what about Fuller what's going to happen to him is he is he out of there too
5: no they're going to resign Will Fuller franchise him. last year he was great he got his PED suspension that cost him several million dollars and any new contract he signs is going to have to have uh, some coverage for that like an insurance policy where if he were to get popped again the team would not the team would be able to get back money pay him a lot of money based on per game roster bonuses that's first time he's been healthy and I'm telling you what he was great he and Watson always had a really good relationship Watson said after the season he wanted him re-signed. They've done everything Watson wanted them to do based on what he told us in his last Zoom, except uh, give him a heads up on the uh, GMR. And the owner, Cal McNair, apologized through a text or telling him apologizing for the miscommunication on Casario. But every time we talked to Watson, it was all about the head coach. It was never about... The GM and even Watson, because he wants to go to the Super Bowl, he could. Nobody could complain about Casario being the new general manager here because Man. he's had multiple opportunities through the years, and now he's in charge here. And I'm intrigued to see what he's going to do. Problem is, by the time he gets it done, I may be on the other side of the grass.
2: <laughs> Listen. <laughs> Johnny, (laughs) Johnny McClain. I love, Hey, so let me ask you lastly, that was fantastic. That made my day. What (laughs) what you just said. Uh, So uh, on the other side of the grass. All right. So um, when Harden left and came here to Brooklyn and he's playing now with, with this team uh, and they, and they, you know, they don't play any defense whatsoever. Uh, he was there all those years, and they never got it done. What can I expect uh, to happen to my uh, Nets here in New York? In New York, because I I watch the Knicks and the Nets, and I've watched Harden lose in the playoffs every year, and I've watched him on TNT a few times. But you tell me what's going to happen to my teams here, like the Nets uh, with him around? Like, is, are they are they all going to get like the Hanta? Are they all going to get? Uh, losing? Are they all going to learn how to lose uh, in the game sixes and sevens? Are they all going to, uh, you know, what's going to happen to us? We, I, respectfully, I got two minutes.
5: Hard's a great player. Everything he wanted, they did. Get Chris Paul, get rid of him. Get Dwight Howard, get rid of him. They did. Get Russell Westbrook, get rid of him. And then he turned down a two year, $100 million extension of $50 million a year. He turned it down. Because he wanted to be traded. He wanted to be traded to the Nets. So he used the scorched earth policy to get out of here. And it was ugly, Scott. Fans and media just eviscerated him. I can't wait till the Nets come here and they can sell out the building. They'll be scalping tickets like it's the Super Bowl. (laughs) But if Harden's M.O. stands up, he'll be great in the regular season. He'll be great some of the times in the playoffs. And I'll tell you this about a former Rocket: When he left, he said Harden should take out... A full page ad in our alternative paper here weekly and thank all the dancers in town.
2: <laughs> uh, <laughs> listen to him. You, I mean, you are, I mean, you are a rock star, John McClane. I mean, that was my view. <laughs> If we had Ferrelli Awards, he just won another one like his uh, Hall of Fame Awards. He's got all the awards, your boy McLean. John, that's fantastic. You made my weekend. You made my day. I love you. We'll get you on soon. I always love talking to you. You're the best. Thanks so much.
5: <laughs> hey, Scott, it's my pleasure. Thank you very much and stay safe.
2: I love that guy, John McLean of the Houston Chronicle. <laughs> Did you hear him, Mafia? That was great. I mean, that man, was
0: awesome. That was... I love that one. That <laughs> was the line of the night so far.
2: He had two of them. I'm um, on the other side of the grass, and then he uh, should thank all the dancers. <laughs> that is great. Well, there's no shortage of those here in New York City either. <laughs> just so you know, but <clears throat> I mean, honestly. Mafia, do you remember the last time I went to a strip club? I went to Scores, and I showed up at my house at 7 in the morning, and I tried to tiptoe to bed, and when I laid down, 34C broke my nose with a backhand rammer, a Ramstein on my nose.
0: Seconds. Yeah, your nose is still crooked.
2: It is. It's still crooked. But I will say this: she's good in bed. God bless her. I got her back on my side.
3: There's nothing like your podcast selection. The topics and banter make for the complete driving experience, kind of like Goodyear Auto Service. They offer full-service car service. Whatever comes your way, they're ready with a lot of know-how and some friendly tips to help keep you moving. Keep the podcast flowing and your car going with Goodyear Auto Service. For all-around car care, visit GoodyearAutoService.com.
0: It's literally a dead end.
7: But for professional advice, a REMAX agent actually knows best.
3: Let's start with a neighborhood analysis. I've been seeing lots of buyers looking to move here.
7: REMAX is the most trusted name in real estate. Visit REMAX.com or download the REMAX app to find the right agent. The right agent can lead the way. Based on 2022 BrandSpark American Trust Study. Each office independently owned and operated.
2: I listen to punk rock music. I just wanted to say that. Mavia does too. We're both very dangerous human beings. Chris Doyle uh, did not last one day as the new strength coach of the Jaguars after Urban Meyer said, I've known him for 20 years. He's a great guy. Trust me when I tell you. You know, except for all that racism and bullying and abusing athletes at Iowa that got him fired, except for, except for all that, you know, like the, the, the racial stuff. I went on record today on Coast to Coast. I said to Adam Kaplan, Every black guy on that team is going to want to beat his ass. And he said, that's a little strong. And I said, all right, whatever you say. And he was gone by the end of the night. So, And I'm not even trying to be right. I love Adam. But you remember when I said it, Mafia? I said, that guy, they're going to beat his ass.
0: Right. I mean, there's, there'll probably be plenty of them that refuse to even work with the guy. There's probably plenty of them that said, I'm not working out with him. I'm not listening to him. Give me someone else.
2: Ma- that sounds like Mafia when they when we went to Sports Grid. Mafia said that about me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not working with him. I'm not listening to them. I, nothing, I Give him. Give me someone else. Give me somebody else to work with. I can't deal with it. All right, Mafia. Uh, one other thing. Uh, the Lakers have taken the lead on the uh, Grizzlies. They have no, no chance to cover over. the seven. Game they were down game. by 22, 24, and they still... Are going to kick their ass. Don't forget tomorrow. Best betting
0: opportunity ever is the Lakers. Always getting down early in the first quarter and then blowing people out in the second half.
2: Loyola, Chicago, and Drake tomorrow. Kansas State, Oklahoma State, UConn, Xavier. Oklahoma, West Virginia. Uh, I'm just trying to look for some games. Butler, Georgetown, Tennessee, LSU, TCU, Texas. Uh, BC, Syracuse. All that's happening. Uh, Let's see if I see any other ones. Iowa, Michigan State. That's going to be good. Fresno Air Force, tons of games all night. I mean, Arkansas, Missouri, I mean, it never ends. Northwestern and Rutgers, I mean, it's a beautiful thing. Tons of hockey, UFC 258, get my obvious picks at com. plus NBA. Have a great weekend, everybody. I'll see you Monday at 4 on Coast to Coast. Check out a...
1: One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car,